This is a Baby Brunch podcast. Baby Brunch, the parenting series, is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. With FedHealth, you create your perfect medical aid. From the benefits you want to how and how much you pay. Visit fedhealth.co.za and switch to FedHealth now. FedHealth, create your aid. Today we're talking adoption on babybrunch.co.za. Thank you so much for joining us, either on our videos or even on our podcast. Our guest is Eloise from Eden from ProCare. Eloise, it is great to finally meet you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for talking about something that's very close to our hearts. Now, if you want to find out more about Eloise and what they do, you can go to procare.co.za. So today we want to find out more. What does your organization do? So if someone comes to you for the very first time, what what do you do at Procare? Okay, Procare is a private practice for social workers in private practice. Um, We specialize in counseling and support of individuals, groups, and also um, communities. Our main focus is employee wellness programs, but then also rendering adoption services. For the past 25 years, we we act as a formal adoption unit. That basically Mm -hmm. means that we are protected by the organization of ProCare, um, which result in that we can render effective services according to legal um, inquiries, but also following best practice. Who is a good candidate for adoption? I mean, who knocks on your door? Who comes to to ask for advice usually? Most of the time, adoption is a journey for people. Um, We are usually approached by couples struggling with infertility, but then also by single parents, gay couples that's in a relationship but cannot have children naturally. Um, There's also different types of adoption. So sometimes foster parents will apply for adoption, uh, state parents and even families wanting to adopt a, a child that's related to them. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollient moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. Would, would you say that all of us are good candidates for adoption? Or do you, as a social worker, are you able to say, perhaps it's time to wait. Maybe you should mourn the fact that you can't have children or maybe you're not a good candidate. I believe um, that we need to mourn the loss of little me's. You cannot start with the adoption process thinking that it's going to be second hand. Your child needs to grow in your heart and you cannot do that unless you work through your loss of having biological children. So that's an important factor that we look at and that we actually support parents during their screening process. Um, Once you are placed with a child through adoption, um, and if reality and what you dream doesn't connect with each other, it can lead to problems with attachment and some parents even experience post-adoption dis- depression, which is wow. similar like postnatal depression. So it's extremely important that they do deal with their losses. Um, otherwise, the expectations might be too high. And right. every time there's a bump in the road, then it's going to be related back to, oh, it is adoption. Mm. 
So what is the process? I come to you and I say, I am ready. My husband and I, we want to adopt a little baby. What happens next? The first step would be that um, you make an appointment with a social worker. It's very important that it must be an, an accredited social worker. Not all social workers and, and attorneys can actually render adoption services. Um, so the first step would be to meet your social worker so that she can explain the big elephant to you so that you can make an informed decision if this is the route that you would like to go. Um, and then from there, they will enter a screening process where we really ask a lot of uncomfortable questions, but it is not to find perfect parents. In the end of the day, we have a responsibility, and if it was up to me, I would say all parents, before they have children, should go through a sort of a screening and a preparation process because we we allow them to reflect back on back on their own childhoods wow. to make an adoption plan for their child you know children have needs and rights and we are going to impact that child for the rest of his or her life mm -hmm. therefore we need to be very clear about our motives for adoption um, and then also what type of world we want to create for our children and that is not just for adoption in the end of the day, adoption is just a process. Once the process is done, you are just a parent and your child is just a child and you have to make the best of it and parent good enough. Wow. Have you had anyone fail the screening process? Unfortunately, yes, but it's in extreme cases. Um, it's, for example, if people apply to adopt because they want to fill the void within themselves. A child cannot fill you. Um, or when people want to adopt because they they want to save their marriage. Or, yeah, or if there's other social issues, you know, um, if someone has a long history of drinking under the influence of alcohol, then it's not a good idea to place a child in adoption, simply because we have a responsibility towards a biological mother who trusts us and also trusts adoptive parents to do a much better job than she would be able to do. So it is a big responsibility. Um, you know, the children also don't always stay children. They become adults. And I always say my biggest fear is that my child or one of the children that we dealt with will come back and say, Auntie Eloise, what the hell did you do? You were supposed to make my life better. Better. We, you know, we don't stay in the ideal world. In the ideal world, every single mom would be able to raise her child with the support of family and especially the support of a loving, caring, responsible daddy in the picture. Um, we don't live in that world. So sometimes adoption is the best decision and will serve the best interest of the child, but it comes with extreme responsibility um, for the adoptive parents as well as the organization facilitating the process. Are there, are there lots of children available and you can, for lack of a better description, choose from a catalog of of babies, what they need to look like and and what you will name them and uh, uh, the type of hereditary diseases that they might have or uh, how do you how do you match the parent with the child? 
that is a process that I sometimes struggle to explain to people because there's a bit of magic there. But we also consider the expectations of the biological mother, the expectations of the adoptive parents, and then, of course, the best interest of the child is always paramount. So there's usually between the unit members, remember I said each party to the triad has their own social worker who knows that person, who that person trusts, uh, whether it's the applicants or whether it's the biological mother, and then obviously the social worker of the baby. And there's a lot of meetings before there's a match. It's not just kaboom, there's the first baby, there you go, you were first on the list. It depends on availability, adoptability, and then also the expectation of both biological parent as well as as adoptive parents so in this in this let's call it in this circle of trust there's a few people that plays a role so that they can make an objective decision uh, uh, towards the adoption process itself there's someone that represents uh, the adoptive parents there's someone that represents the child and then the biological parent as well Yes, yes. Okay. And we find that to be a, a, a best practice model because it prevents that you get clouded by emotions. And all parties need to be on the same page before we will say, okay, we're matching this baby X with family or applicant X. It's also important that people mustn't shop around because then you usually make emotional decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, it's sometimes I, I have applicants that think a children's home, home is full of children and they can just go and choose one. But it's not the case. A child needs to be declared adoptable before the child can enter into the adoption process. It's the same with foster care. A lot of people think we will start out with foster care and then eventually if we blend with the child and connect with the child, we will go on into a a, a adoption process. But that doesn't mean that that child will ever be adoptable. The focus of foster care is reunification with biological family or family members. So the focus when a child is placed in adoption is in foster care is definitely not the same as adoption. What if you are a child and you're in a, a children's home and your parents have released you for adoption, but you don't want to be adopted? Well, the voice of the child must be heard. It doesn't count 100%, but it must be heard. Um, And usually it's also not, okay, we're going to release you for adoption. There's a long process before adoption to inform the child and then through play therapy to support the child and to prepare the child to be open um, for adoption and for new parents and for becoming part of a new family. And then also aftercare is extremely important for that child to follow up. Eloise, who can full act why am I feeling so sad about it when adoption brings so much hope? I mean, surely it should give the feeling of hope. Why does it also bring a lot of sadness? Why does it bring the emotion of, of loss? Because it's a ribbon consisting of loss and love and hope. Lo- adoption is ultimately a love decision, but love can sometimes hurt. 
for all three parties. You know, the, the, there's so much to gain, but there's also so much to lose for all three parties that's involved, the child, the, uh, the adoptee, the adoptive parents, as well as the biological mother. And that's what makes adoption so special. Why do you why do you um, think adoption is positive and and beautiful? Uh, being the mother also of a, a baby that you adopted many 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 years ago, uh, who is thriving. Why is adoption good? Because adoptive parents are committed parents. They are available. They are well prepared. Um, they try their best. And it was a well thought through process. It wasn't something that they stand up one morning and say, oh, I'm so bored, let's go and adopt a baby. Um, and it was such a struggle most of the times to have a child that they really experience this child as blessings. Um, some people think it's the most natural thing to do is to have babies, but it's not. It's actually the most difficult thing um, to do. How old should we tell our children that they're adopted? I mean, when when do you start having that conversation? A lot of people will say when they can understand. Um, I think our advice would be when you receive the baby. For your own sake, you must at least voice it. The longer you wait, the more difficult it becomes to voice it. And we must be able to voice it. The adoption life story or the life story of a child is like an onion that you have to peel layer by layer, age appropriately. It's not one session you have and say, honey, mommy needs to tell you something very important. Oh, As they grow up, you know, it must become part of their lives and they must become comfortable with, with their own life story because that is how they form their identity. Um, my child is not a product of nurturing, neither a product of nurturing. He is a product of both. And I need to be able to love both sides of him because that makes the whole him. Do you think we, we give our children up for adoption or is it or do we release our children for adoption? We release our children um, because it is not a giving up process. I don't think any biological mom will ever forget that she gave birth to a child. Um, and it's never unwanted. It's never, I don't want anything to do with this child. Mm -hmm. it's, it's rather a case of I have dreams for my child and I need to be brutally honest with myself, look at my circumstances and then determine, am I ready to be a parent? So it's actually your brave mom that, that have the courage to look at the circumstances and then say, I don't have what it takes now. And therefore, I'm going to release my baby to a family that can make my dreams for my child come true. That is what adoption is. It's not giving away. Eloise, I have had many conversations, and this has probably been the most insightful one to date. Eloise van Eerden is from ProCare. You can find them on ProCare.co.za. Also, one of the bits of advice that I had with Louise leading up to today's conversation is, is that if you have the desire to adopt a baby, you probably want to do it in the area that you live in because that is where you will find the most support. 
So find out more, but if you want to find ProK, you can go to proK.co.za. Do you want to add to anything like that that I just said, Eloise? Yeah, um, people can also search for our National Adoption Coalition um, in South Africa, shortly called NAXA, and it's adoption.org.za, and they will most probably find a list of all accredited designated child protection agencies, but also uh, social workers in private practice that has accreditation to facilitate adoptions. And if that specific social worker cannot assist them, they will refer them to other organizations. Um, we are all in, in South Africa linked to uh, what we call a RACAP register. It's a register right. for adoptable children and prospective adoptive parents. And throughout South Africa, we also network because we're not trying to find children for parents. We're trying to find the best possible parents for a child. So it doesn't really matter where the child or the parents come from, but to do the screening process over a long distance becomes a little bit of a logistic problem. Therefore, they should stick to their own um, provinces if, if possible. Louise, why donkey? Why buy donkey? I hope that it will help someone. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores. Baby Brunch, the parenting series, is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. With FedHealth, you create your perfect medical aid. From the benefits you want to how and how much you pay. Visit fedhealth.co.za and switch to FedHealth now. FedHealth, create your aid.